hear me, uh, but it was a, a pretty good uh, crowd there. And he, he came up to me and said that George W. Truett had preached his first sermon there because one day uh, he was riding his horse by. Uh, and uh, this man's great-grandfather, uh, or maybe it was, it was his grandfather, sorry. His grandfather uh, had uh, been standing outside and saw George and said, Hey, George! I heard you've been called to preach. And he said, yes, sir, I have. And he said, well, uh, we're about to have service. All we lack is a preacher. Why don't you come on in and preach us a sermon? Uh, and so he did. And so uh, George W. Truett has roots here uh, in this area and has left uh, an incredible impact in this ministry. This morning, as we have already uh, began talking about the Advent season uh, and this uh, birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, uh, I have been tasked to, to speak on love uh, with you this morning. I want to look at that in the, the Gospel of John. That's the fourth Gospel. And in, in chapter 6 uh, this morning, which could be, uh, to some of you, maybe an odd place to go uh, at this time of season. But I believe that uh, it's already been mentioned that the Gospel of John uh, just really illuminates and reveals the love of God in an incredible way. And I don't know about you, uh, but I believe in the statement that, uh, that uh, food is a way to the man's heart, right? Uh, through, the, through the stomach uh, is a way to a, a man's heart. And I, I believe that can be true for women as well. Uh, I, I know my wife loves uh, chocolate. Uh, I know, uh, you know, there are, are many uh, who can attest, you don't have to raise your hands, men, that, that hangry is a real thing. Um, and so, yes, food is an important aspect of our relationships. It's also an important aspect uh, of our life. It is essential, if you will. Uh, my daughter loves for me to make her pancakes, more so specifically chocolate chip pancakes, on occasion blueberry. Uh, but she can really just get excited when she just smells it in the house. I don't even have to tell her. It just somehow makes its way back to her room and she knows that I'm making pancakes and she runs in excited that I'm making pancakes. And so there's many things that we could, you know, say that we love uh, opposed to pancakes. I love coffee, for instance. Maybe you love uh, Taco Bell. I don't know. Uh, you could love KFC. There's a lot of things that you could love, uh, but we are called to love one another. And that is a word that we use uh, in many ways. And, and I'm sure that you've been a part of that conversation, how uh, we can just transiently use the word love and interchangeably uh, place it in uh, where it doesn't have such great meaning and then it does have an incredible meaning. And God's love is so unfathomable for us to understand that it's deep and it's, it's broad and it, it's greater than what we can really comprehend. And so to uh, grasp this idea of love and what we love, Jesus has demonstrated this in John chapter 6 as he calls himself the bread of life. And uh, I believe that we can see his love in three different ways here. I believe that we can see that uh, his proximity, uh, the fact that he was here on earth, his presence among people is a demonstration of his love. It's an act of love that he came to this earth. It's also an act of love that he, he continued to, to reveal that he was the Messiah. He showed that that he loved us, that he had come to this earth through signs and wonders. That was an act of his love. It was a demonstration 
of God's love and Jesus' ultimate sacrifice for us. And then finally, the fact that he is the bread of life. Uh, in many ways, we can uh, see the parallels with that because in the Old Testament, manna from heaven, right? They were wandering in the wilderness and wondering, where is God? Why are we here? Where is God's provision for my life and the Lord provided? And so Jesus is, once again, a, a greater demonstration of God's love. And again, manna from heaven, the bread of life that satisfies a hunger for eternity. He is eternal, but he is also essential to our life. And his love is seen in such a way. If you would pick up in verse 22 with me in John chapter 6. I'm reading from the uh, English Standard Version uh, this morning, so uh, I hope you can follow along. It says, On the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but that his disciples had gone away alone. Other boats from Tiberias came near uh, the place where they had eaten and uh, the bread after the Lord had given thanks. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, where did you come or when did you come here? And Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. And they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him, in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Our subject this morning is love and this unfathomable love that God has shown to us uh, through sending his son. And my daughter uh, just memorized her, her second Bible verse and uh, it, it just overjoys my heart to hear her quote John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. This is the act of love. This is the epitome of love. And so as I, I shared with you in verses 22 through 24, uh, you know, the crowd went looking for him. And later we see that Jesus says, hey, you're looking for me because you had your fill of the loaves. And, and just to, to, to put you into context here, in chapter 6, we have the feeding of the multitude there on the mountain. Jesus uh, does his miracle with five loaves and two fish. And, and they had plenty to eat. Not just the fact that everybody ate something, but they had their fill. And so they're seeking after him. 
In between that time and, and here, Jesus had gone away to be alone. The disciples were crossing the sea, and they had paddled about three or four miles out, and it began to get stormy. And then Jesus appeared to them, and he said, don't be afraid. It's, it's me. It's Jesus. Here I am. I'm with you. And he enters the boat and crosses over to Capernaum with them. And so we see that Jesus is here and they've continually chased after him. They're, they're looking to be in proximity with Jesus. And so we have a two-way street here. God has sent his son to this earth to have a relationship with us. And he came to be the sacrifice that, that we all owe. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. We all owed the price and the penalty that he paid for us. And so as he sought to be in proximity to you, we too, this is a two-way street, need to seek to be in proximity with him. We need to seek after him as they did. Although they sought after him because they were hungry. They saw that, that he had provided food to them. That he had given them bread, this miracle, this sign was evident that he had some great power. It was evident to us now that we look back, hindsight's 2020, we can see that he is the Messiah through looking through our lens into the scripture. We know that he's the Messiah. So this is a two-way street for us, seeking him by looking for ways to spend time with him. The most high God is essential to our life. It's essential for us as believers. It's essential for us as human beings to have that feel because he satisfies a hunger. He satisfies a gaping hole in our heart that is eternal, that is essential. And so I try to incorporate, incorporate in many ways uh, just a, a presence of God in my life. Uh, and so, you know, even as a child, I remember, you know, closing my eyes to blow out candles and make a wish. Or, or maybe if I, I was wishing on a shooting star and, and for some reason, every time I made a wish, and, and even to this day, I never said, I wish. For whatever reason, I, I knew who was in control of all things. I always said, dear God. You know, I, I try to incorporate God into Various aspects of my life. It's important for us to seek his presence. When I hunt, I often pray a prayer uh, of hope and desperation, you know, to, to see something. And I say, Lord, let me eat from your hand and your land and from no other man. I want to, to reap from your creation. I want to be able to partake and enjoy in what you have glorious put together around me. What you have done. And so I want to invite him into my life in every area so that my proximity is close to him because this is an act of God's love. This is love for him to draw near to us and for us to draw near to him, draw near to God. It's an act of love. The ones that you love are the ones that you want to be around. The ones that you love are the ones that you spend time with. And many nights that I lay down in my bed and I look at my wife and I say, man, I want to go wake up Claire, our daughter. Like, I, I just want to go wake her up. I want, I want to spend more time with her because I love her. I care. I want to, to spend time with the people that I love. And I, I'm sure that you're the same way, that you seek to, to be in the presence of people that you care about. Jesus also showing signs and wonders is an act of his love. 
Because he, again, is providing something. He's demonstrating that he is the Messiah. He's demonstrating that he is God, that he has come to this earth in all humility to demonstrate the love of God. In verse 25, it says, when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? That was another sign of wonder. They were wondering, how in the fact did you get here? How did you uh, cross the, the, the lake? We only saw one boat. We know the disciples left. You were still here. How did you get here? What happened? How did you, how did you do that? How did you arrive? It's their hunger for God to do more. It's their hunger for God to demonstrate His love. It's their hunger to see more miracles. We have the same hunger. We have the same hunger to see God in our life. Jesus being the bread of life is important for us as we seek him as the crowd sought him. If we hunger, translated desire, if we desire or want, let us be filled because of his presence and priority in our life. The desire, the hunger to see God do more. What has God done in your life? How have you seen him move? in a mighty way? Have you seen him move and show up in times of desperation? Where has God provided for you as he provided manna from heaven in the wilderness? When have you had an answer to prayer in your life? When have you seen God show up? What is it that God has done that you can make known to him and say, Lord, I know that you are with me. Because in the wilderness, they, they wondered, God, are you there? For 400 years, and after the prophets, there was a time where many wondered, God, are you there? When we get to the nativity story, many were wondering, God, are you there? And then, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and said, Do not be afraid. Just as Jesus reminds them and says to the disciples, Do not be afraid. It is I. It's me. Here I am. It's me. I'm with you. Because that's what Emmanuel means. It means God with us. So this, there's this blend of God's proximity in your life, God being there with you, and then God doing miracles, signs, and wonders. Because I, I still believe in prayer. I believe that God meets our needs. In the camping ministry, in the church ministry, in any ministry, on the mission field, you have to. You have to. Believe that God will provide. You have to believe. Because without it, without him, we have no hope. He is our hope. 
He is our way. And so when we see these signs and wonders, it's our hope. It shows us that he cares, that he loves, that he's with us, even to the end of the age. It shows us that he is God. Cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Eating from the hand of God is an act of love. Is a demonstration of love. You see, when Jesus said that he was the bread of life, he had already humbled himself by coming to this earth. He had already put on humility. He did it again when he went to the cross for our sins. But the fact that he compared himself to bread is another sign or, or, or demonstration of his humility. Because one of the most common things at every meal and every table is bread. He humbled himself in such a way that he compared himself to something that is common. That is in every household and every home. It's something that we buy whenever the snow is in the forecast. It's something that we buy whenever we're planning to have a picnic. Or just... Enjoy time together. Bread is essential to our life. And so, yes, he humbled himself to something that's common, but really, geniusly, he related himself to something that has lasted for generations. He's reached into every home. He's made himself a part of every table for generations, for years, for centuries. He has brought himself once again into our lives and into proximity with us by relating himself to something that is common and essential in our home. And so the next time that you give thanks and you break bread together, you'll think Jesus is the bread of life. He fills eternal hunger. That is what he has come to be and to do. In our life. That is what he is for us. He's not common. But yes he's essential. He's eternal. And he's essential to our lives. My grandma. uh, Recently learned that. I was looking to come visit her for Christmas. And my dad told me that. Immediately. uh, She began thawing a turkey and a ham. Uh, And. um, I, I began to get a little frustrated with that. Because. My uh, desire was not to cause her any stress or, or, you know, any headache for us to come. We just wanted to be with family. Family is important to me as it is to, to you or, or many others. And so uh, I was wanting to go and spend this time with her. And my dad tells me this. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Why, how can I get her to not do that? I don't want her to go through any extra trouble for us. And this is my dad's mom. And he says, well, you try telling your grandma She's not going to cook for her grandson and see where that gets you. Nowhere, right? Uh, So she's already made up her mind that this is what she's going to do. She's made up her mind that she's going to cook for me and my family when we come to see her. I didn't didn't want that. Like, I just wanted to, to spend time with her. But this is an act of love. It's a demonstration of her affection. You know, food, again is a way that that we bond 
It's a way that we show love to one another. I know that my wife and I, before we began dating, we had sat down together and we were doing uh, summer ministry uh, together and we were sitting down to plan out the schedule for the next couple of weeks. And she surprised me by walking up uh, with a plate of food that she had made. Uh, and that was a huge indicator for me that this is, this is the one, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we, we shared a meal, a meal together. And that was, that was big to me because I knew that she had made that in love. To show her love. What, when you meet someone that you love or when you care about someone, what do we do? We, we break bread together. We have a meal together. No, dating is, is a, a part of going out to eat together. That's a, a huge part of it. It's where we start with building a relationship. Jesus came to be the bread of life so that you would have a relationship with the Father to show his love, to, to make something that is essential, eternal, and fill a satisfaction in your heart for eternity so that you could be in proximity to him and know the love of the Father that he has shown to us. Because yes, it is deep, and it is broad, and it is unfathomable, but he has made it so we can understand the common thing, the bread that is on every table, the bread that is in every home. He is there, and he wants to be with us, and he wants to be broken for us. He wants to bear the sins and the burdens of your life. He wants to show the love of the Father to us through his life and his sacrifice, his sacrifice for us. That's the love of God incarnate. That's the love of God there before us. Many misunderstand it. Many miss this point. But what Jesus has made common is understandable to the people that are His. He is known to those who know Him. Those who call out and cry out, Abba, Father, where are you? I need you in my life. That is the love of God. Eating surely has a way of building relationships. It surely has a way of bringing us to those that we love. So this Christmas, when you spend time with, with people that you love, or when you sit down to, to eat a meal, remember that He is the bread of life, and He is why we celebrate this holiday. And there He is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. He wants to be at every table. He wants to be in every home. He wants to be essential in your life because He is eternal. He is our Savior. He is our God. Amen. Praying at the table, I think, has a deeper meaning. We can make it so frivolous sometimes and just pass over it quickly because we're hungry. Right? Let us go to the Father and thank Him. Let us thank Jesus, our Savior, for the sacrifice that He made for us. It's an act of love. It's a demonstration of what God wants in your life. Proximity, priority, purpose. It's what He wants for you. It's what He wants for me. He is the bread of life, and that is a demonstration of His love. Will you accept His love? Will you Will you acknowledge his power? It is for this reason that a child was born. For this reason, a child was given to us in the city of David. 
Praise God for f- the fulfillment of Scripture. Praise God for promises filled. <clears throat> praise God for His love and His gift of salvation to us. Let us praise Him together forevermore. Will you pray with me? Lord, you are good. Your love endures forever. Praise you, God, on the highest hill and mountain. Lord, as you fed the 5,000 there on the mountain, Lord, we stand and praise you as high as we can climb so that we can reach closer and closer to you. Lord, we want to be in proximity to you. God, we want your presence in our life, in our homes, at the table. We want your presence here in this church. God, we want to see you move in a mighty way in ways that we've never seen before. Lord, we thank you for what you have done for us, how you have gone before us to prepare the way. Lord, continue to be in proximity to us, to be our priority for us, Lord, and to give purpose to us. God, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, it is an honor and a privilege to share God's word with you this morning. Uh, and I can't thank you enough for what you have done uh, to demonstrate uh, you know, your love and your affection for what we do at Truett Conference Center and Camp in the way that you have. Thank you so much.